The Indianapolis Colts had a solid season in 2023, but there's still work to be done and improvement to be made for 2024. So which players need to improve the most for next season? Let's talk about it. Welcome to Horseshoe Huddle Halftime, a special audio-only episode of the Horseshoe Huddle podcast brought to you by Fan Nation on SI.com part of the Fans First Sports Network. My name is Andrew Moore, and I'm joined as always by my co-host here on the Horseshoe Huddle podcast, Drake Wally. Drake, like I said, I mean, the, the, the Colts overachieved, in a sense, in 2023. Uh, but if they want to take that next step, be among the elites of the AFC and of the NFL, uh, not only are, are we going to need to see improvements from, from the obvious, from Anthony Richardson as a rookie quarterback uh, coming in, missing most of the season, coming in and taking that next jump, uh, but, some, but we're going to kind of focus in on some other guys because all around this roster, it's still a lot of young players that need to continue improving and developing uh, for 2024 and beyond. Yeah, and like you said, they are young players, okay, and it's it's one of the youngest rosters in the entire league. But if you want to compete against you know the Houston Texans, who look like right now the front runner in the AFC South, the Jaguars and the Titans. I know the Titans are kind of low right now, um, but I mean, if you want to win your division, you know, there's there's multitudes of areas where these young guys can improve, and some of the veterans as well. Um, but uh, the guys that we're going to talk about today, they're they're definitely the ones that we feel like man, they really need to take that next step. They really need to take a big leap forward or you could potentially see their future a little bit in jeopardy in a Colts uniform or outright they might get put behind somebody else on the depth chart and uh, won't get as many starting snaps in 2024. Exactly. So we're going to dive into the three players that Drake and I, outside of Anthony Richardson, I think we're going to say that up front. We're going to exclude him because we say we, that a lot. Yeah, we do because <laughs> we we all we all know that that he needs to take a step up, uh, and and we'll see how much development happens since he only was able to play four games, uh, and and next season we'll see how that how Anthony Richardson develops at the quarterback position. But we're going to talk about three other guys that that you may not think of all the time, but really need to improve for 2024 in order for the Colts to be successful. Uh, but before we do that, I want to make sure to mention to follow all of our socials. Go follow Horseshoe Huddle on Facebook, like Horseshoe Huddle on Facebook, I should say. Follow at Colts on FN on X and subscribe to the Horseshoe Huddle YouTube channel. Hit that bell so you know when Drake and I go live every Monday and Thursday night so you never miss an episode. And if you can't catch us on YouTube, wherever you're listening to us today, make sure you subscribe, give us a five-star review so we can reach other Colts fans just like you. So Drake, our first player of the day is a guy that honestly came out of nowhere as a rookie, but regressed considerably in 2023 and in fact got benched at the end of the season and that's safety Rodney Thomas the second definitely not the sophomore season uh, that the seventh round pick out of Yale had hoped for yeah and you know if you look at his 2022 he he played obviously all 17 games but he started only 10 he has four picks he has six passes defended and 52 total tackles then you fast forward to the uh, to the most recent season in 2023 he started 15 games played all 17 so he, he got five additional starts saw more snaps had two interceptions and he only had four passes defended and only 34 total tackles um Yes, to say regressed is is an understatement, and he was brutally bad at tackling. And look, 
I understand defensive backs, you know, safeties, they're not going to be better tacklers at times than defensive ends and linebackers, especially. Um, but when you are the free safety, especially, you can't miss tackles. You can't be bad at tackling. You will let up big plays. And I think that the the play that really was a microcosm, Andrew, of, of Rodney Thomas, the second 2023 season was unfortunately the very end of the year when it mattered most. That was against the Houston Texans. I can't remember the name of the fullback that came out of the backfield, but uh, Rodney Thomas was not supposed to take Nick Cross's flat route. And instead he did. And they both were like looking like, wait, what are you doing? And wide open touchdown right in the middle. I mean, it was the easiest pass maybe of the whole year for C.J. Stroud, and that was just indicative of the whole season for Rodney Thomas. So I think if he wants any playing time, especially with a guy like Nick Cross, you know, nipping at his at his ankles to get more playing time and after he got benched, he's got to do something because if Julian Blackman does return, even if he doesn't, I definitely don't see Rodney Thomas starting at least in 2024. Uh, he's going to have to really make a statement to get back in that starting lineup. In that free safety spot uh, for Gus Bradley's defense, it's really the last line of defense. Uh, now, I understand that the Colts played a lot more too high safety this season than mm-hmm. than they did in 2022, uh, where Rodney Thomas was usually the, the single high safety. Uh, but at the same time, he's still mostly the deep safety. Julian Blackman was kind of all over the place. He'd play deep. He'd play in the box. Uh, he'd play in the slot at times. The Colts and, and, and Bradley really, really moved Julian Blackman around a lot and I think that's because number one Blackman was playing at such a high level and and number two he he really found his calling in this defense being able to use be used as that that Swiss army knife uh for Gus Bradley but Rodney Thomas the second it just his it seemed like he he were multiple times you already mentioned a, a perfect example in the Houston game but there were plenty of other times where just coverage breakdowns by Rodney Thomas the second uh missed tackles uh I think he was third on the team and missed tackles uh when when you and I were talking before this looking at his pro football focus grade which really again we 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 not sound like a broken record saying that it's not the Bible, but I think it gives a good sense of where Rodney Thomas ranks as a as a free safety. You know, ranking 80th with a 58.2 overall grade, 80th among uh, 96 qualifying safeties uh, this season. Simply not good enough. You know, uh, he regressed in in his turnover ability, regressed in in as far as missed tackles is concerned, and and it cost the Colts some some big plays. He was a, a a part of the reason why the Colts allowed so many explosive plays in in 2023, and and for a team that is the one of the main goals for 2024 is to cut down on those explosive plays allowed. It, it's just got to be better. You know, and then you also brought up a good point about just this the the uncertainty at safety currently with Julian Blackman becoming a free agent this spring. I know the Colts uh, internally uh, have a strong desire to to bring Julian Blackman back, but it has to be at the right price. You know, those sides were, are going to get into that, and we'll see if Blackman does return. Uh, I think the Colts are also going to look outside of of the organization to bring in some safety help, whether that's in free agency or or in the draft to help shore up that position. You mentioned the ascension of Nick Cross as well, coming on and and really replacing uh, uh, Rodney Thomas II. So t- can Thomas even 
even get back and supplant Cross. And if Blackman leaves and Cross goes over to strong safety, just because Cross moves over to strong safety, it doesn't mean that Rodney Thomas is next is necessarily going to be the starter at free safety. He's going to have to go out there, show that he deserves it, and and re-earn his starting position all over again. Yeah, and uh, look, at the end of the day, it's a lot of guys have a sophomore slump, especially after your seventh round draft pick and you completely overshoot expectations. Well, he played like a seventh rounder uh, this most recent season. And don't forget Daniel Scott, man. I mean, Daniel Scott is a guy that I think the Colts were very high on. Um, That's a guy that could be put into sets. So you've got competition and potential free agents around Rodney Thomas that could threaten his job. So I think if he doesn't step up, man, who knows what his future is going to hold, but I don't think it's going to be in Indianapolis for long. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Now, Drake, our next player is on the offensive side of the ball. And it may seem a little bit unfair because we didn't really even get to see this player in 2023. But that could be one of the main reasons why he must improve in 2024. And that's tight end Jelani Woods. Drake, we were both thinking that 2023 was going to be a breakout season for Jelani Woods and and how Shane Steichen was going to be able to use the uber-athletic tight end. But instead, hamstring injuries derailed his entire season, and he didn't see a single snap uh, for this, this first season with Steichen's offense. Yeah. And the thing about Jelani Woods is, you know, you got a little bit of a glimpse in 2022 um, when he just the whole team was in in disarray. But I mean, he had 25 catches on 40 targets uh, for three touchdowns and 16 first downs, which that's impressive. But the thing is, whether it was just that they didn't think he was ready to be a starter or whether it was just god awful, you know, uh, uh, I guess lineup sets from the coaching staff and and the different guys that were, you know, in those respective roles he only started two games. So like, I I don't really know what that, what caused that, but yes, look, the best, the best skill is availability, man. If you're not even on the field, it it is considered 
um, a, the biggest issue. And so it, when you think about the way that Jelani Woods' body is made up, the dude is just freakishly huge. He's kind of awkward. He's so large, 6'7", 253. He's got to really learn how to take care of his body at that frame um, because it's going to take a toll on his knees, on his on his hamstrings, as that's pretty much why he was out for the whole year. Um, so it's going to be it's going to be interesting really to see what Jelani does to to get back to square one because when you when you are a rookie you play and then you miss a whole season in your sophomore campaign and then you have to return for a third season I mean that's really difficult so I think if Jelani Woods does not get back up to speed man I mean whether the Colts bring in a new tight end uh, you know through the draft or if they really do trust a guy like Kylan Granson or even Will Mallory who showed he can make some big plays happen um, you might see Jelani Woods start to fall back in that depth chart so I still think there's a lot of hope for him but like you said it might seem unfair but look he wasn't out there at all and you're and you missed the whole season and and what could have been and that could have been a potentially explosive player i mean we don't know so yeah it's going to be very telling in in 2024 how the colts view jelani woods you know uh outside of drew ogletree and all of his his legal uh the legal stuff going on the other tight ends are are kylan granson who is entering a contract year uh again only one career touchdown that has to get better will mallory showed flashes but he also had some injury issues and and i i'm not ready to crown will mallory as a as a franchise tight end you yeah, think no. he can he can certainly certainly help and, and be a weapon for you but but not a franchise tight end mo alley cox is a backup at this point so really the colts are relying on jelani woods to be their their star tight end you know they they invested a pretty high draft capital in jelani woods a third round pick a couple seasons ago and and i know internally the colts were very excited about woods shane steichen in particular as far as being able to to move him around the offense and, and create mismatch matches for Jelani Woods. I talked about one of the goals for the Colts being to eliminate explosive plays on the defensive side of the ball next season. Well, Chris Bowler talked about it. They want to become more explosive on offense in in 2024. Jelani Woods can help with that. You know, he is, while it doesn't seem like it in in his rookie season, he averaged 12.5 yards per catch. Well, Michael Pittman was around 10, 10 point something yards per catch in the 10 point range. So uh, Woods would still bring a little bit more explosiveness to to this offense. And and that was 12.5 yards with uh, uh, Nick Foles, Matt Ryan, Sam Ellinger throwing in the football, not Anthony Richardson. You know, and there were there were quite a few times where we saw Jelani Woods heading down the seam. And, and if, if with a big arm quarterback. You could be pretty dangerous there. So the number one thing for Jelani Woods is to get healthy. But mm-hmm. once he does get healthy, you really want to see him get acclimated and, and find his role in this in Shane Steichen's offense early. Because if not, you know, the Colts could be looking at tight end even as 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 early as this draft, you know, or and if and if not this draft and Jelani Woods doesn't pan out in 2020, 2024, certainly tight end will be a position to look out for for the Colts in 2025. It's wide open for Woods, man. I mean, you know who Kylan Granson is. He's the he's the move tight end separation guy. Mo Ali Cox is pretty much a blocking tight end at this point. The one question mark is Will Mallory, but he still he still has to learn and has to continue to grow. Right now, it is up for Jelani Woods to take that position from everybody and for them not to have to worry about tight end. And look, the Colts don't want to worry about tight end. They picked him in the third round for a reason. So if you're Jelani Woods, this is it, man. You got to show up this season. 
Exactly. And then our final player, which is a guy that, that fans really loved to dog on uh, throughout the 2023 season, and that's Alec Pierce. Uh, whether it was fair or not, that's not the point. Uh, Alec Pierce certainly underperformed expectations uh, this season. Uh, I think I think that a big reason for that, Drake, is because he didn't exactly have a quarterback out there for most of the season that fit his that fit his his strong suits. You know, Alec Pierce was drafted and brought into Indy to be that that deep threat, that contested catch guy down the field. And we we talked about it before the season. His 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 strong suits and and what he is best at fits perfectly with that big arm of of Anthony Richardson, and we even kind of saw that a little bit. I, I would go back to the game against the Rams on that play where Aaron Donald was draped all over Anthony Richardson. Richardson was still able to fire a throw forty out, yards down the field, and Alec Pierce skied up and went up and grabbed it uh, for a huge play. So uh, it's but when 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 you take away that quarterback to the the quarterback of Gardner Minshew likes to get the ball out quickly do those short passes really takes away from from what Alec Pierce likes so I think that was a big contributor to why Pierce didn't have the best season but I also think there are definitely more things that he can work on to to become more refined as receiver and and become more well-rounded rather than just just the deep guy for this Colts offense yeah, look, man. I mean, poor poor Pierce has already had uh, five quarterbacks throw him the football. Uh, you know, he's had three coaches. So I, I mean, he's he's still learning. I mean, he really is, and he's got he's had to do all this on the fly. But look, at the end of the day, when you look at his stats, he did have that beautiful 100 yard game against the Titans, but that was on three catches off six targets. After that, his next best game was a 58 uh, yard performance off of one catch. By the way, against the Raiders, so Pierce has got to get better at route running. He's got to get better at catching the ball. I know that Minshew sometimes sailed it, sometimes didn't see him, but he he caught less than 50% of his targets, which that's just not good. That's not good enough. And uh, with, with the talent that you're going to see in this draft that's coming up, man, if the Colts do take a, a, a wide receiver in the first or second round or, or whatever, you know, uh, one of the earlier rounds, I mean, they're going to push Alec Pierce right out of the gate. And, and Josh Downs is the wide receiver too, cemented in there firmly in there Michael Pittman's the wide receiver one right now they're looking at Pierce like you got to do it this year you know you have to do it he's had a whole season with Shane Steichen at this point you're hoping he's got Richardson we saw some pretty cool things in camp when he hit him on some deep shots but at the end of the day man it, Alec Pierce you can't just be a blocking wide receiver in this league all right he's fantastic at that but he's got to make more plays be more consistent he can't just be this guy that can catch the ball 20 plus yards down the field you got to also be the screen guy. You got to be the slant guy. You got to be the in guy, out guy. You have to be able to run more routes. So um, he needs to work on route running, separation, and just overall better hands. And I think if he can do those things with a guy like Steichen and a quarterback like Richardson, that will start to open up more consistent deep shots. You just didn't see enough of Alec Pierce for uh, anyone to feel good um, about you know his future. So I think if you're Alec Pierce kind of like with Jelani Woods, except he played the whole season. This is it, man. That wide receiver three spot is yours to take or to be taken away from you, especially if they take a wide receiver in the draft. The good news for Alec Pierce is that Reggie Wayne has a lot of confidence in Alec Pierce yeah. and 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 has nothing but glowing things to say about him. To, he's he's gone on on record and on social media multiple times uh defending Alec Pierce and saying, you know, his time will come. Just because he hasn't broken out in two se- in, in his first two seasons doesn't mean it's not coming. I really it's do time, I, I really do think that 
having Anthony Richardson returning and back into the fold, that's really going to help Alec Pierce. But, but uh, like you said, he, he's a really good blocker has shown that. And, and that's why, that's why he has gotten and plays most of the snaps, but to, to be the receiver that he really, he wants to be and what the Colts need him to be, he's really got to refine that and just become more well-rounded as a receiver, not be that one trick pony and, and, and be a receiver that the Colts can count on in multiple situations. So that's our show for today, guys. Really appreciate you tuning in and, and listening to the three Colts that Drake and I think really have the most to prove and, and must to in and must improve the most uh, in 2024 to help the Colts uh, be a successful team and, and reach the playoffs and possibly more. So if you haven't done so, please go follow us on all of our socials like Horseshoe Huddle on Facebook, follow at Colts on FN on X and subscribe to the Horseshoe Huddle YouTube channel hit that bell so you know whenever drake and i go live every monday and thursday night and in case there's breaking news where drake and i have uh, uh an emergency episode you want to make sure you tune into all of those so hit that bell so you never miss an opportunity and if you can't catch us live no worries wherever you're listening to us today make sure you subscribe give us a five-star review so we can reach other colts fans just like you Go follow Drake at DWalster Drake on X. You can follow me at Andrew Moore NFL. And we'll be back Thursday night live on YouTube to talk more Colts football with all of you. So until then, everyone, enjoy your week and we'll see you Thursday night.